This is the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Nature, in her indifference, makes no distinction between good and evil, and thus prevails. But man will one by one destroy himself in the name of evil and good, and he, along with God, will perish. Chatterbox Audio Theater presents The Dead Girl, an original production written by Kyle Hatley. Episode 2, The Eyes of God. What's he saying? He, he wants us to get on our knees. Why? Just, Why? just do it. So do ustedes sacerdotes. So do ustedes sacerdotes. What's he saying? He wants to know if we're priests. So do ustedes. So do ustedes. Yes, yes. Yes, we are. Yes. Consiga la mujería al muchacho. Tráiganos aquí. No, no, no. no. Uh, uh, por favor. Cállate. Bobby, what, what is going on? You don't, don't say anything. Oh, God. God, what are they doing? Oh, por favor, los complacen. Tengan misericordia. Ellos son... Cállate, hijo de puta. Bobby, just keep still. Son americanos. Oh, sí, sí. Uno, dos, dos. What are they talking about, Bobby? They're going to kill one of us, or all of us. What? Who? I don't know. Just start praying, Father Hugh. Start praying right now. Father Hugh! Oh, oh, God, Jesus, Jesus Christ. We agreed. We're meeting Mrs. Sykes at the hospital. Father Hugh! Yeah, yeah, I got it, okay? Two days have gone by since I heard the tape of Annabelle Sykes' autopsy. Annabelle's father and Dr. Marigold, along with a private staff of medical technicians from New Orleans, have kept her completely secure and entirely off limits, keeping the townspeople out of it. Father Roche prefers to keep things quiet for the time being. He feels that this town of theirs isn't ready for that kind of attention. Oh, God. What really happened to that little girl? Why are her hands injured as mine are? Nine o'clock in the morning, and I'm already drinking. So outside the hospital, I find that I'm all alone in a concrete desert as gray as the sky. It's a strange wash all around me. Stone, gray, cold, quiet. Nothing but the wind. Damn, it's cold. Excuse me. You're Father Brooks, right? Oh my God, the Guatemalan thing. With the blind kid, right? Is that really you? It's a piece of him, yeah. Oh my God. Wow. I'm I'm Adrian Krauss. Are you uh, from Bloody Springs? Originally, yes, but I've since learned. Can I bum a cigarette? Sure, here. Learned what? To get the hell out. Yeah, well, this town does seem to have a strangeness about it. Oh, no, not the town. Or not really the town, I mean. The people here are lost souls, Father Hugh Brooks, and religion's always been more of a lazy effort, a chore, you know? It didn't always used to be like that. In fact, this place used to be pretty heavy-duty Catholic. But mostly these people, 
Mostly they're just unaffected, indifferent to the world. What can I say? It's a boring place for boring people. Well, it's not exactly boring right now, is it? Oh, I know. This is exciting, isn't it? I mean, this little event here. Well, this changes everything for them. Everything. I've never seen these people so scared, so confused. It's fucking delicious, really. But yes, yes, yes. This girl, little Annabelle, the Christ figure, eh? Risen from the dead and all that hallelujah shit, huh? Very exciting. You, you find all this amusing? Oh, I'm a reporter. Everything is amusing to me. What, a reporter? Guilty. Special field reports for the Picayune Herald. Well, you're... You're here awful fast. The way I understand it, no one even knows about this event yet. And no one will. Yet. And don't worry, none of this is on record. Yet. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Looks like your hands are healing. What? How long you been in town? Uh... Two days. Why are you here? Is it for Annabelle Sykes? No, no, actually. Oh, come on. Hard to believe it's just a coincidence. Sounds like your kind of thing. Have you applied your infamous logic and reason tactic to the whole affair? It's February, okay? The, the river's got to be freezing. Hypothermia, probably, or something akin to it. The doctors disagree. The doctors have limited vision. And priests don't. Objective ones don't know. Wow. What? You don't believe it was a miracle. Father Hugh Brooks, of all people. My mother was obsessed with that book about you. Oh, what was it called? The Eyes of God. That's it, yes. The Eyes of God. Well, I was just a young man then. No, no, well, you were a hero. Well, the story is a little embellished. Embellished, really? Well, you know how these things are. Sure, sure. You say one thing and it gets, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gets oh, elaborated hey, on. Yeah. A snowball effect. A snowball effect, sure. Wow. Are you saying it wasn't a miracle? We're still off the record, by the way. I thought we never were on the record. So the little blind boy regaining his sight, you're saying it wasn't a miracle? Well, I, I, no, I, I don't... It, it was a long time ago. 1982 wasn't too long ago. Yeah, well, when you're my age, your perception of time will change, believe me. I hope so. That's the nature of perception, isn't it? To alter, to change, to remain malleable. Your words, not mine. So you did read the book? Maybe. Why? Has your position changed, Father Look, Hugh? It hasn't changed. All I'm right, just I... trying to understand. I mean, the book goes into great detail about your compassion for for miracles, for proof beyond a Look, shadow a of a doubt. difference between what's going See, on. See, I town. heard the kid was never blind to begin with. Comment. Uh, it was nice meeting you, Miss Krause. I'll be around, Father Hugh, if you ever need to talk to someone. God, my face burns and my eyes roll back in my head. I can feel my body collapse to the cold ground. And everything is white. And then a familiar green. Tenga al muchacho y a la madre al lado de los dos sacerdotes. Allí, allí. Aradíese. Bobby, what are they going to do? Just stay quiet. Oye, muchacho. Muchacho. Elige a uno de estos dos sacerdotes. ¿Qué? Oh, my God. What? What? Elige a uno de estos dos sacerdotes. No me preguntes. Please, don't do this. No haga este al muchacho, por favor. Elige a qué sacerdote quieres vivir. No puedo hacer esto. Elige, muchacho. Elige el que deseas vivir o pegaré un tiro a tu madre. Elige. Bobby, what's going on? He has to make a decision. 
Um, Ellie, hello. No. What, what, what kind of decision Ellie, will you have? Uh, see, uh, say un hombre, bien? What, Bobby, what are you... What, no. Bobby? Yes, no. yes. No. Si, Ligue. Si. Ligue. Bobby, what's going on? What's he saying? Yo es una concha, Un hombre. Ellie, hello. Bobby, why are you pointing at me? Ellie, hello. Ahora. Elige, muchacho. Pusera rea tu madre. Jesus Christ, Bobby, what's he saying? You're going to shoot his mother. If the... What? What? If he doesn't choose which one of us he wants to live. Now choose him, kid. Elige o mata rea tu madre. Ahora. Ahora. You. You. Good boy. Good boy. Mother. No. Oh, my God. Way muchacho. Bobby. Bobby. Father Hugh. Bobby. Father Hugh, what are you doing on the ground? Are you all right? I don't know what I'm doing. Where, where is she? The girl, the reporter, she was here. Where is she? There's no one else here. Oh, God. Why don't you go back to the rectory and I'll meet Mr. Sykes? No. I, I, I want to be part of this. Are you sure you're up to it? What? Yes. Yes, I'm sure. Okay. This way. He's in the waiting room. Mr. Sykes? We're here. Mr. Sykes! I, uh, I read this story once about a boy who wanted to join his college diving team. But the coach said he was too inexperienced and that he wouldn't risk the season by letting an amateur on the team. So the, uh, the kid decided that he would start working out, practicing, you know, on, on his own, uh, and get better so he could come back and show that coach a thing or two. And he got to be so obsessed with it, with this dream of being on the diving team, that he extended his practicing into the night, middle of the night even. And he didn't want to let the diving team see him practicing. He didn't even want them to know, you know, so he... Uh, he had to find another place. So he went down to the public gym and got a membership. And one night, he hopped the fence and snuck into the pool area, which was out back. And there was just enough moonlight, you know, to see only a few feet in front of you. Just this terrible darkness all around him. And he climbed the high dive, 30 or so feet, however high they are, and he stretched his body, his limbs, all perfect, just about ready. And he held out his arms to dive. Out like a, like a T, you know, like those divers do, you know. And just then, the moon came out, full and bright, and cast a large shadow on the wall across from the pool. And what the boy saw, well... To him, in that moment, he saw what looked like, what looked like a man, a man on a cross. And this boy, who had never been religious, well, he knelt down, and right there on that platform, he began to pray. And right then, a security guard flipped on the lights and saw the boy on the high dive, and he said, What are you doing up there? I only came here to, uh, to practice, the boy said. But you can't practice here. 
the guard said. And the guard pointed toward the pool. And the boy looked down and saw that there was no water. It had been drained the day before. You ever have that, Father? A moment where you think you see God, Father Roche? Not like that, no. Well, I have. About two hours ago. You, um, you want to tell us about it? Are you the miracle man everyone's talking about? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just here to help Father Roche for a little while. Well, they told me about you. What was that book called again? The, uh, The Eyes of God. <laughs> yeah. yeah my, my wife must have read that a hundred times. But I'll be goddamned if I ain't seen you someplace before. A picture or something. Have you seen my girl before? I, n- no. No, I, I haven't. Are you sure about that? Tell us about what you saw, Joe. Two hours ago. I don't, I can't talk about that. Why not? Because I can't. What did he... What did he do to my little girl? Who? God. What did he do? She's all fucked up. You seen her? You talked to her yet? The doctors won't let us. She's all fucked up. She talks all funny and she stares at you. Her eyes all open and expecting something from you. She looks... Jesus Christ, she looks... Dead, for God's sake. But she's not, Joe. She, she, she's very much alive. Well, she don't look it. Given the facts we know so far, we believe that this event, that your daughter being alive, I mean, well, there's, there's a chance it, it may be a miracle. Well, no shit. You, you, you see, Joe, F- Father Hugh and I are just, um, we're just trying to learn what we can about the situation. No, you're not. You're trying to prove it was a miracle. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're trying to keep... All our heads straight about this, so as to not cause any misunderstanding. Can you tell us about your daughter's behavior before she went missing? She, uh, she started saying these weird things. Like what? Like, the man with the water is coming. Weird shit, unnatural, I don't know. The man with the water? What, what, what man, Joe? I don't know. She just called him man. She said he was... Whispered things in her ear at night, and she'd wake up screaming, running out of the house, into the woods, in the middle of the goddamn night most times. Well, what, what other things did she say? Okay, she came in one day when I was getting in after work, and she said, uh, Daddy, the man told me that God was going to throw snakes down on us from heaven. Snakes? Snakes, yeah. <laughs> and then she said that God was going to punish us before it was too late. What does that mean? The fuck would I know? I don't know where she gets the shit from. Not me, probably the fucking television. Or or a book. Mr. Sykes, you mentioned your wife read the book about me, right? Yeah. Is it possible that your daughter read it or parts of it? I don't know. Sure. Uh, Okay. The book deals with my youthful obsession with God's miracles and the properties of miracle investigations, specifically mechanics of logic and reason. We discovered, or we created, actually, two distinguishing categories of miracle analysis— That which is improbable and that which is impossible. I don't understand. Impossible things cannot happen, period, right? Okay. Under the laws of physics and in any field of science, something that is impossible is something that manages to ignore those laws. If it does manage to ignore them, then there must be a reason for it, and and the scientific method is applied to challenge it. In all cases, things that seemed at first impossible quickly became improbable upon the conclusion of the investigation. Truth was key, objective truth. Wait, so 
You set out to deny the existence of miracles? No, no. I set out to give them credibility, which in the end became, well, impossible. Regardless, one of our hobbies was to look back at history and find strange anomalies that became touchstones of religious conviction, terrifying events, the ten plagues, etc. One such event occurred in Memphis, Tennessee in the late 1800s. What happened? It rained snakes. What? It rained snakes. And there was this enormous social upheaval. A a riot broke out. Men and women screaming that the end was near, that that Satan's day had come. People flocked to church and started screaming, "It's, it's a miracle, a sign from God. Meanwhile, a team of scientists soon learned that this impossible event was in fact improbable. There's a scientific explanation for snakes raining from the sky? Of course there is. A tornado came through that same night and uprooted several thousand snake nests all along the delta and carried them in the wind. And when the wind speed died, they just started falling. Really? The strange thing, though, on the other side of that coin, that same day, a little girl was found dead. Something had ripped her to pieces. Arms, legs, head. And there was something carved into her parts that when put together read, the man of the water is coming. She must have gotten that from her mother's book. Do you remember when she spoke about the snakes and the man with the water? Joe. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, She woke me up the morning she... she disappeared. And she had this look in her eyes, and I said, What's the matter, honey? What's wrong? And she said, He's telling me awful things, Daddy, and I don't believe him. She kept saying that. He's telling me awful things, and I don't believe him, Daddy. I don't believe him. Did she describe the man? Well, she said he wore robes, that he was barefoot, that he was always bleeding, and that he was everywhere. And he was going away because someone else was coming now. What happened to your hands, Father Hugh? I don't know. Have you ever seen my daughter before? No. But she's seen you? Probably from the book. There's pictures of me. Recently, I mean... Mr. Sykes flips through a stack of drawings and finds one of an older man, a priest, with graying hair. His hands are bandaged and covered in blood. He's crying, and he's carrying someone in his arms, a lifeless form in robes, barefoot and bleeding. She was expecting you, Father Hugh. She wrote something on the back for you to read. He will carry the fall of the old and the rise of the new. Joe, do you know who... Who Father Hugh is supposed to be carrying in this picture. It looks an awful lot like your savior, doesn't it? When did she draw these? The last week sometime. That's all she used to do, was draw and sing her songs. What kind of songs? I don't know. Nursery rhymes, mostly. She used to sing this one about river. A timid pilgrim am I, that Christ himself be nigh. But the river's part be the river's power, and such be a Christian's fallen hour. So peaceful will Christ sink to his rest, and the rocks will bury our Savior's breast. The waterman will drown us all with his pictures and the little buckets, girl in Memphis, and she, we too shall she, fall. She was known to have sung the because same fish song. Below same exact beneath song? the sea. What, And when the waterman finds you... But what? He's the last man you'll 
see. But, 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 but those lyrics were never mentioned in the book. My daughter died in the Resgonas River four days ago. That girl is not my daughter. That girl, well, that girl is the devil on earth, Father Roche. But this doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? And though the river shall not overflow you, they shall overflow you. They shall. Mr. Sykes. Huh? Why couldn't you have taken me? Mr. Sykes. You took my wife. You took my daughter. Please. And I am Please so talk to me. brokenhearted over the loss of my wife, over the loss of my little girl. Who is still alive, Joe. Do, do you believe in the devil, Father Hugh? Do you believe if you do something horrible, something awful, you, you go to hell? If you don't repent, yes. Does it help if a man who's closer to God prays for you? I, I, I don't know. Oh, Mr. Sykes, what do you, what do you Joe, do? Joe, why do you have a gun? I came what? here, Father Roche, to kill her. To kill whatever came out of that river. She's your daughter, Joe. I don't deserve hell, but I'm going there. We all are. No, Joe. No, no, not if we repent. Will you pray for me, Father Roche? Of course I will, Joe. And will you pray for Father Hugh? Because he's going to need your prayers more than me. Joe, will you pray for myself and Father Hugh? Uh, of course. Thank you. No, no, no I don't miss out. No, no. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, God. Oh, God. My ears ring with metallic hum, and everything is dreamlike again. Men burst into the room. Nurses, doctors, people with carts and equipment, and they fall to their knees around Mr. Sykes. The inside of his head streaks across the floor like red crayon, grainy and messy. I stumble over my chair, and I, I fall to the floor. Adrian Krauss saunters in, a, a shark eyeing its prey. Her eyes move like cameras snapping mental photographs. Click the sound of a shutter. Click the sound of a typewriter. Click, click, click the sound of her story writing itself. My eyes, they grow heavy and unfocused. They finally close. And, and... Su amigo está con Dios ahora. Bobby. El siguiente. El siguiente. Cállate. Muchacho. Pequeño muchacho. El siguiente. Por favor. No más. No más. My son. Because, Padre, the boy is future, yes? He chooses who lives or dies, eh? Muchacho! Muchacho! Okay. Do you speak English? Yes. I will teach you speak English. Padre? Padre? Is he a good teacher? Good. Let me see how good he teaches you. Leave him alone. Cállate, cerdo! This boy... I want you to choose who you want to die. You're a monster. You're a monster, American. It's totally not your business. You hit me big. Ese país no es asunto tuyo, cabrón. Boy, do you understand what I want you to do? Habla inglés, muchacho. Muéstrame lo que este hombre te ha enseñado. I don't know. You must choose which one you want to die. ¿Entiendes? Debes elegir a quién muere. Choose. Yes, choose. La muerte. Sí, good boy. Very good boy. La muerte. 
killed himself. He shot himself. Yes. Dr. Marigold said it was shock. He said for me to watch over you till you woke. Where's Father Roche? He's waiting to meet with Dr. Marigold. What time is it? Um, It's after five o'clock. You were screaming. What? You were screaming in your sleep. It frightened me. I'm sorry. I have have nightmares sometimes. Oh. Will you tell me about them? What? Your nightmares. Why? I want to know what's in your head. What's in my head? I want to know if you believe in God. Uh, Mary, are you are you feeling all right? Oh, yes. Would you like some water? No. Did, did, did Roche say where he... He, he said uh, for you to wait here for him. Water helps ease the mind, you know. It's the base of all things, water. Without it, well, we'd just dry up, you know. After a spell like that, Father Hugh, a big glass of water might refresh you. Uh, no, Mary, thanks. I- I'm fine. Really, I, I just need to Liquor, find my... Liquor, Father Hugh? Why do you have my bourbon, Mary? Because I've been sitting here watching you sleep, thinking about the little Sykes girl and her resurrection. I mean, that is what it is, isn't it? A full-on resurrection of a human body and soul, right? Look, Mary, And I've been thinking about your little book here that everyone in town is now starting to read. And it has all this evidence about this miracle you encountered with that little blind boy. Even through all your logic and reasoning, Father Hugh Brooks, you sure are a lucky son of a bitch. Excuse me? You've witnessed miracles, Father Hugh. You've seen the... The touch of God, his fingerprints at the crime scene. You've seen his work. How much have you had to drink, Mary? Your faith, Father Hugh, should be solid. You've seen it with your own eyes. Mary, In in this book of yours, Mr. Hugh, Father, (laughs) Father Hugh, in this book, your friend, your co-author, what's his name, Conrad Havilland. Yes, yes, him. He says something about about the zodiac that the gods are really just just impressions of the age. Conrad Havilland was a very controversial yeah, but figure. What he... if he's right? What if there isn't just one god? Mary Conrad Havilland was also on a lot of narcotics when he and I collaborated. Why on did the... you call it the Eyes of God? What the book? Your book. Who picked the title? 
I did. Why? Why that title? Uh, our, our investigations were, were in the name of, of, of purity. It wasn't for show or sport. It, it wasn't to make money. It, it mattered. The pure in God's eyes were truly his children. And oh, for who hath despised the day of small things? Those will be the eyes of the Lord, and they will run to and fro through the whole earth. Zechariah 4.10. Yes, yes, yes. In the eyes of God, purity is his sight, not the object's reflection. Are you a pure man, Father Hugh? I, I don't know. You want a drink? Uh, yeah. Alcohol is a kind of faith. Do you agree? Or is it that faith is a kind of alcohol? All I know is they're both poisonous. And yet, here we sit, intoxicated. Yeah, the whole goddamn world is intoxicated. Do you believe there really is a God? I don't know. No. It feels clean to say that you do, but it, it feels right somehow to say that you don't. Thank you for being honest, Father Hugh. And if there is a God, may he have mercy on our souls. Cheers, Father Hugh, to our souls. Annabelle's drawings keep flashing like a flip book in my mind. I even hear the zip of the pages. Logic and reason. Apply these two concepts to the events over the last two days and I'm sure to find peace. The impossible is not happening. It cannot be. But, but what in God's name is going on in this place? I need to get to the bar. Hello, you Brooks. What, what, what do you live out here or something? <laughs> What's the matter, you Brooks? Having nightmares. How, how do you know about that? <laughs> wait, wait. The, the other day, you said something about how things were going to change in the morning. How do you know that? You are a dreamer, yes? You, you really see things that are going to happen? <laughs> what do you know about Annabelle Sykes? Oh, she is a dreamer, too. Both of you are dreamers. What do you mean? A dreamer is one who can only find their way by moonlight. And their punishment is that they see the dawn before the rest of the world. What are you saying? <laughs> You're next. <laughs> but when the question comes, what will your answer be, Father Hugh Brooks? What do you mean, next? What question? Eli, hello. Father Hugh Brooks. Eli, hello. Which one will you choose to die? How, how, did, how did... Leave me alone. <laughs> Just leave me alone. What happened to your hands, Father Hubert? It's none of your business. <laughs> Going to the bar. Coward. American pig. Going to fill up the hole you're digging inside yourself. Well, bottoms up, coward. <laughs> Bottoms up! I hope you burn in hell, bitch. <laughs> I hope you burn in hell! Looks as if we all will, Father, you broke. <laughs> Logic and reason. Logic and reason. Jesus. 
drink. Hey, I welcome back, drink. Father Hugh. Hey, uh, Brantley, hey. Whiskey? A lot of it, yes. Okay, how about we start with a double? No difference, just keep them coming. All right. And, uh, here you go. Where is everyone? Uh, they're probably at the hospital. I'm sure they're all waiting to see if they can catch a glimpse of her. Will you hear about what happened? Are you kidding? It's all over town. I mean, to her father. Yeah, yeah, I heard, and, uh, I heard you were in the room when it happened, too. Yes, I was. I'd like another, please. All right, sure. And here you go. I'd like another, please. <laughs> Father, Just you... give me another fucking double, Bradley, please. Okay. Here. Uh, another one. Look, Father Hugh, I'm not gonna carry you I'm not home, asking right? you to. Just make me my fucking drink. All right, that's enough, shit, okay? Shit. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's been... <laughs> it's, it's been a bad day, you know? Yeah, just watch it, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, God, you, you got a cigarette? Yeah, sure. Here. Oh, thanks. You know, one of the fellows was in here earlier saying something about a book that was written about you. About the, uh, some work you did in South America or something. Yeah, uh, Guatemala. Yeah, they said you uh, cured a blind kid, is that right? Yeah. You cured him? Yeah. No, I didn't cure him from blindness. I caused it. What? I, I don't understand. Look, I, I mean, I'm confessing something to you here, Brantley. Uh, the, the boy's sight failed temporarily from shock. Oh, so, okay, wait, so he was, he was never really blind to begin with? Logic and reason, Bradley. Yeah, but the the book, they, they were saying that the, the, the book, the kid, what the, the interviews with the village, the, the kid, with you... He faked it. Can I have another one, please? He faked it? Yes, Bradley. Did you know that he was faking? Did you, did you know? No. <laughs> yes. You and that boy, you both just lied? Yes. Why? Evolution, Bradley. We, human beings, I mean, as a species, have evolved. We've developed both logic and reasoning. People don't need faith in the face of such things. The boy and I, we had a quiet need for faith, I suppose, and so we lied. Another. Logic and reason. Okay, well, what's the logic behind Annabelle's death, huh? She was never dead to begin with. Are you saying that she faked it? Possible. <laughs> but that means that, that everyone would have to be in on it. The whole, the whole town, practically. I mean, that's pretty shitty reasoning, you Father Hugh. Why is it that miracles always seem to be born out of extreme need, Bradley, huh? Do you know the answer to that question? Uh, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe after Katrina, after, after all the shit that went down in New Orleans and in, in, in Mississippi, you know, maybe... Maybe God was, I don't know, uh, maybe he was sending us a message or something. I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ, Bradley, when are you going to get it? There is no fucking God. Oh, oh, spooky. Now, tell me, Bradley, was it coincidence that that clap of thunder came right after I said there was no God? Don't say things like that, okay, Father Hugh, please. Okay, okay, fine. Well, how about logic, huh? Okay, let, let's say it really happened. Let's say Annabelle Sykes did not fake her death and resurrection, but, but that she really did drown in a river for, for two or three days and then came back to life. 
there still must exist scientific explanation. Okay, such as? A number of things. Hypothermia, for one. <laughs> but that can't explain the three days of no heartbeat, no okay. pulse, no, no life. Okay, look, look, how do you know her heart wasn't beating? Were you there? No. All right, then. Uh, whose word do we have to go on, huh? Dr. Marigold? You told me yourself he's a regular in this bar. Maybe, maybe he was drinking when she was pulled from the river and, and her vitals were calibrated incorrectly. Oh, Dr. Marigold tried to give her mouth-to-mouth. -mouth, right? He felt her pulse while he was there, and there was nothing. Oh, don't be such a simp, Bradley. There is such a thing as scientific phenomena, and logic and reason always find an explanation. Always they bridge the gap between the explained and the unexplained. But what if they can't? They must. What if they can't? You're a bartender. What do you know? You're a priest. I shouldn't even be having this argument with you. Is it hailing? Do you hear that? Look, here, I'll pour my own. Maybe the drunker I get, the more sense I'll make. Check. It is. It's hailing. Jesus Christ, it's getting pretty ugly. Look, let me ask you something, Bradley. Okay. Well, first, let me tell you what I've learned since I became a priest. People are fucking stupid, okay? You wanna know why? Because, Bradley, people have an easier time believing the impossible than they do the improbable. I mean, when, when something impossible happens, they don't need proof. Shit, they don't want proof. They'd, they'd rather skip the whole scientific method and jump straight to the conclusion because it gives them a sense of hope that there's something more meaningful than, than all of this. That something will come along and bust up the order and structure of simple fucking mathematics, of physics, of astronomy, of biology. But, but when something improbable happens, oh boy. Right, what's your question, Father My Hughes? question? Well, Bradley, Bradley, the bartender, my question to you is, whatever happened to fucking proof? What the hell is going on out there? It's raining snakes, isn't it? You have been listening to Episode 2 of Chatterbox Audio Theater's production of The Dead Girl, featuring Tony Isbo as Father Hugh, Greg Bowler as Father Roche, Jamie Galliotta as Adrian Kraus, Greg Crossness as Joe Sykes, Lori Cook McIntosh as Mary, Kim Justice as the fortune teller, Kyle Hatley as Bradley, Robert Arnold as Father Bobby, John Fulgen as Ramon, Lucy Mason as the mother, and Bobby Harden as the boy. Music performed by Robert Arnold. Sound effects by Karen Strong and Amy Noel Haygood. Produced by Andrew Sullivan and Eric Sefton. Written and directed by Kyle Hatley. This is your announcer, Tom Badgett. Chatterbox Audio Theater is a nonprofit web based community theater that advances the exchange of ideas by channeling creativity and artistic collaboration into recorded audio works that enlighten, entertain, and inspire. Download all of our shows free at www.chatterboxtheater.org. And now, Mutual of Ohm 
providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC, proudly presents Wrinkly's Believe It or Forget About It, bringing you strange but true tales and oddities from all over this wide world. And here is your host, Mr. Robert Wrinkly. Hello, I'm Robert Wrinkly. Next, do you believe in ghosts? Most people don't, but they change their minds quickly if they spend a night in the Haunted Hotel. That's the famous nickname of the Waldorf Ant Storager Hotel located in the historic city of Sandusky, Ohio. Built in 1890 on the site of a street battle between local candy makers, union rabble rousers, and city police, the hotel has long been touted as haunted by the ghosts of the men killed there that fateful day. Guests who stay in room 305, for example, often complain about being awakened in the wee small hours by the sound of someone noisily chewing taffy. Across the hall in room 302, guests have reported that their sleep was disturbed by the incessant popping of bubblegum. And diners in the hotel restaurant have had entire tables upset by the unseen spirits of union agitators, climbing up to give long-winded speeches. The hotel is still open for business and does a booming trade during the month of October. Believe it or forget about it. You've been listening to a special feature of Pulp Paris Theatre. Wrinkly's Believe It or Forget About It. Brought to you by Mutual of Ohm. Providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC. This is Gramercy Noun speaking. We return you now to our regularly scheduled program.